Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, that was different. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Time to get to today here on this Monday. Going to get things kicked off with the Montana Football Hour. Go around the wide world of football in Montana, except for most of the attention was, first of all, on the prep ranks on Friday night. A couple huge matchups including at the Class A and Class B levels, but also on the Montana Grizzlies. Because Montana played at number 20 UC Davis. It was the, uh, I believe, one of only two top 20 matchups in the country. And also the Cats had a bye this last week. So, here we are. Into the second half of the 2023 football season. And with Montana winning at UC Davis, now you got Montana, Montana State, and Idaho, all sitting at 5-1 and one with five games remaining, should be a heck of a stretch run. So we'll go through all of that. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, will join us for just a brief minute. It's an excerpt from our Big Sky Breakdown podcast. Riley co-hosted the Montana Football Hour with me for the last, uh, I guess, two seasons leading up to this year. But because of travel schedules and the overlap with basketball and a variety of other d- reasons, I wanted to get Riley. I wanted it to be more conducive for Riley's schedule, and um, that means we've been recording on Mondays before the press conference. You can find that uh, that conversation each week at SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, but we'll play excerpts from time to time uh, here on this show. So we'll hear from Riley a little later on. What did he see uh, from Davis, California? We'll also hear from Bobby Houck. Braxton Hill and Aaron Fonts on the Grizz win. And we'll also hear from Brent Vegan about Montana State's bye week as well as the potential return of Tommy Malott. Tommy Malott listed as an or on the MSU depth chart today when they released that just before the press conference. And Brent Vegan, uh, he addressed that uh, in his press conference today. So that's a, a jam-packed hour number one. That's not even to say anything about hour number two. Hour number two... The man, Marty Mornoweg, will be in studio with us. Coach Marty, 26 years in the NFL. He's our go-to guy when it comes down to breaking down and analyzing the National Football League. A big weekend, as it always is in the NFL. I got a lot of progression and a lot of regression. That's going to be our main segment. Who made progress? Who regressed? Here as we enter now the second quarter of the NFL season. It's crazy how long it is. It's a marathon. Coach Marty always says that. 
But I do think that the first four weeks of the year, you're kind of feeling it out. And I mean, pretty much everybody in the league is two and two or one and three going into this week. Who was able to pick up some momentum? Who maybe slid back to the pack? We'll do some progression and regression with Coach Marty. I also have a heck of a lot to say about Brock Purdy. I can't believe we're to this point now where people don't think he's good. I was arguing on Twitter about this all night last night. I don't argue on Twitter. I usually just tweet stuff that we can report on or that we have reported on. And uh, <laughs> it's just so, so, so crazy that we're to this point and um, people still don't believe that this guy is an elite quarterback. But, uh, people are arguing, well, put him on a different team. Put him on a different roster. Well, my I guess my argument would be, that is Brock pretty a system quarterback? Absolutely, he is. What what elite NFL quarterback isn't a system quarterback? There's only a few Brett Favre's out there that are just you know the systems built around them and the throws that they can and can't make. Most of everybody else, most of the great quarterbacks in NFL history, it's about the alignment with the offense, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the organization. Joe Montana's a system quarterback. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Those guys are also two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Dan Marino wasn't a system quarterback. Guess who won no Super Bowls? Dan Marino. <laughs> so I got a lot to say uh, about that in hour number two with Coach Marty. We'll also get through some of the uh, most impactful injuries from the NFL week. And we'll give you a preview of tonight's Monday night game. I don't know nothing about this Monday night game, just in terms of these two teams. The Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders, these are two teams that I have less of a gauge on than I think anybody in the NFL. I, I, I guess I'm just I'm unsure if they're good, bad, okay. I, I think this will we'll, we'll see a little bit of movement. The Packers were better than I thought they were going to be right out the gates, but a part of that was having a, a new sort of unknown at quarterback in Jordan Love. Aaron Jones has been hurt, so that's definitely held them back. It's also held my fantasy team back in a, a very, very poor way. And... Uh, it's the same thing in, in Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't stayed healthy. That's, I mean, if you look at the sample size, that's not that big of a surprise. The Raiders have been okay defensively. There's been the Chandler Jones drama and now his unavailability. So I, I don't know. I guess this is a really interesting Monday Night Football tonight because I do think that, like, do I think either of these teams are going to uh, win their conferences? No. Do I think either of these teams are going to win their divisions? I do not. Although if the Packers snuck in and challenged the Lions in the NFC North, it wouldn't totally surprise me. Do I think either of these teams can be playoff teams, though? I'm uncertain, but I actually think it's a possibility. I don't think either of these teams are awful. I think they're sort of just kind of in the middle of the NFL pack. So we'll talk about uh, some Monday Night Football uh, as well. So there you go. That's your rundown for what's going to go down here on this Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Nuan is now. You can always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and you will find the stream. Want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line here in about, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. Pretty pretty much whenever I get to it. We'll have a uh, gift card for you from Dazzler's Car Wash. So remember that number, 406-888-1029. I just took my rig through. I took it through a spin over there at Dazzler's right next door to us. It's crazy how fast and efficient it is and how good of a job they do over there. So stay tuned for that. We'll give you 50 bucks to Dazzler's Car Wash uh, a little later on here in the first hour. And I got to say thanks to Jeff Safford for sitting on the board today. Uh, Our good buddy Andrew, uh, Andrew Houghton, who produces this show on a daily basis and also contributing uh, co-host as well as podcaster at Skyline Sports. He's my go-to guy when we're talking all things Big Sky Conference. He is unfortunately feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully Andrew feels better. Um, I appreciate Jeff for sitting uh, in the back and uh, running the board for us here uh, on this jam-packed Monday. My best of the weekend, pretty darn simple. I I did something I've, I've truly never done before. Not only did I not cover a football game on Saturday in person, I also put my phone on Do Not Disturb. That in itself has been an adventure I didn't know you could do that, and then I found out how to do it, and then I didn't know how to turn it off, and I also didn't realize that it had been on. This was a couple weeks ago when I first learned how to do this. <laughs> I had it on 
the Do Not Disturb on. I didn't know how to turn it off uh, for probably four days. I was thinking, man, this is great. My life is so calm. No one's calling me. I got nothing. And then I realized it's been on Do Not Disturb. Finally, I got an email from one of my friends that said, hey, man, what's going on? I've called you and I've texted you. Are you, you, you never get back to me? <laughs> so, so I know how to turn it on and off now. But we were at Tommy's wedding. Tommy Evans, our uh, engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, as well as our uh, the original producer of this show, he and his lovely wife now, Rachel, uh, they got married uh, a couple weeks ago. They did the whole courthouse thing. And then on Saturday, they had a big wedding party. And it was awesome to be there, awesome to celebrate them. They're an awesome couple. And appreciate the invite. Appreciate being included. And uh, good to see a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a little while. And it was a fun time. But I had my phone on Do Not Disturb because I had full intention of coming back and watching the Grizz game. Well, I... Uh, I turned it on. I knew how much time was left because I had my lady check the score, check the check the clock. So I, I tuned in when there was about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, but I didn't have uh, the uh, the game on. I just started from the beginning and then watched it. That was an interesting experience because, you know, just getting to watch it in, in sort of delayed time, but with the fast forward and the rewind on demand. Because when I rewatch these games, I watch it like I'm watching film, right? I go back several times to see blocking schemes or see the way that they're aligning or whatever. Fast forward through all the scrum and the replay and all that sort of stuff. But being able to watch it without knowing the result, but also sort of film style going back and forth. It was interesting. It was really interesting to watch the game that way. I actually liked it a lot, and I feel like I absorbed quite a bit of it. But that was a new experience for me. You know, Not being at a game and also just basically skipping a game, but then still catching up with it. And, of course, we did our whole... Normal workflow, writing it, and and all that stuff at Skyline Sports. And, of course, we're here on the Montana Football Hour. So it all worked out. Um, but it was just an interesting experience for me. So there you go. Maybe my analysis will be even better because I was able to actually do it uh, like a like an analyst with the, the fast forward and the rewind. My other best of the weekend, we planted some, some plants around the house uh, in preparation for winter so that we could have the perennials come back. Uh, after the spring breaks, and I, I, I hate to tell you, it was the nicest weather all weekend long. Perfect for the wedding, perfect for uh, outdoor yard work. But you know it's coming. You know Montana's winter is just going to hit us square in the face here <laughs> before long. I think it was last year, I think it was uh, October 14th or 15th that it snowed for the first time, and then there was snow on the ground all the way until late April or early May. Longest continuous snow on the ground in Missoula Valley in the hi- the measured history of the Valley. So uh, got to at least anticipate that that's coming up, but we definitely were enjoying the weather outside yesterday. It was a beautiful day. Let's dive into the Montana football hour. We'll do a whole full prep slate for you tomorrow. Still ironing out who the guests are going to be and uh, what the main storylines we're going to highlight are, but we highlighted several games from a preview perspective last week. So I know people are eager to know uh, about those games. First of all, the, Clash between the top two teams in Class AA, or excuse me, in Class A, a Southwestern rival clash between Hamilton and Dillon. And Dillon, what a statement win for the Beavers. They rolled to a 35-14 win, so they remain undefeated. That's Hamilton's first loss. Key Christensen, certainly one of the best players in Class A. He hit uh, Max Davis for a couple touchdowns. Davis also had an interception return for a touchdown. Christensen threw those two long bombs and then also scored on a 56-yard scamper. And uh, that's all Dylan needed to pull away from Hamilton. Billing Central also kept pace. They're the other undefeated team left in Class A. It's Dylan and Billing Central. Central got to 6-0 as well with a 49-0 win over uh, Harden. And then in Class B... Florence, they remain the team to beat as well. They're the two-time defending state champs. A lot of question marks for the Falcons coming into the year. How are they going to replace Pat Duchesne, the awesome quarterback who's now uh, at Montana State? They've had a litany of of great players there at Florence the last couple of years, including a pair of linemen that also got opportunities uh, with Montana State. Uh, Jonathan Lumen, who's a redshirt right now for the Cats, and then Ethan Abbott, who spent a season over there at MSU. So you got multiple D1 guys playing on a Class B squad. Usually helps. You lose those guys, how do you replace them? Well, Florence hasn't skipped a beat. They beat Eureka 35-14. Eureka, the number three team in Class B. So Florence absolutely looks like uh, the team to beat. In Class AA, Bozeman stayed undefeated. They beat Belgrade 42-0. 
excuse me, Bozeman Gallatin beat Belgrade 42 to nothing. Uh, Bozeman High School beat CMR 28 to zero. So Bozeman still undefeated. Bozeman Gallatin still number two after moving to six and one. Butte also moved to six and one. They're the number three team in the state. They kept Hellgate winless. They win 55 18. Kalispell Glacier played Thursday night against Kalispell Flathead and had no trouble with the Braves. 42 to six. Glacier rolls past Flathead. And then uh, Missoula Sentinel, they take one on the chin. Helena High, a big win. Helena High has had back-to-back nice wins after getting drilled by Helena Capital. So Helena High, they moved to 4-3 and three, even with Sentinel and even with Helena Capital after Helena High beats Missoula Sentinel 28-14. Capital also moved to 4-3. and three. They beat Big Sky 33-7. So there's a look at your uh, prep scoreboard. We will have more reactions from around the prep football world Let's dive into some college action. The Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash. Our Big Sky scoreboard, Montana beats UC Davis 31-23. That's Montana's first road win since before the pandemic against a ranked team. We had a statistic last week. Montana has had not beaten a ranked team or a team with a winning record on the road who then finished with a winning record. So it remains to be seen if DVC Davis finishes with a winning record or not. That's a little bit of an arbitrary stat, because if you if you beat a ranked team at that time, sometimes that can alter the scope of their season as well. So, you know, I, I like to more, put more eggs in the basket of how was that team at that exact moment. Like, for example, Montana went down to UC Davis in 2019 and ripped the number four team in the country. That Davis team finished five and six, but they were number four in the country at the, the exact moment. They're the defending Big Sky Conference champions. So I like to think about the here and now a little bit more than, than the total result. But the fact of the matter is, Montana, still to this moment, has not beat a ranked team away from Washington Grizzly Stadium that then finished with a winning record since they won in Bozeman in 2013. That said, the effort on Saturday was an impressive one. I can tell you right now, regardless of what Davis finishes, that's a very talented football team. And that's a really good win for the Grizz. We'll get into how they did it here in just a little while. There's only three Big Sky games this week, though. Idaho takes care of business against Cal Poly, 42-14. So the Vandals, 3-0 in Big Sky Conference, play 5-1 overall, number three in the country with the Grizz coming to town. So you got number 16 at number three, Saturday at the Kibbe Dome. I'm going to be there. I know a heck of a lot of you are going to be there as well. Fun event coming up on Friday night uh, at the Kibbe Dome. The uh, Idaho Alumni Association is hosting a little homecoming soiree. It's the second ever Tap the Keg Brew Fest. It starts at 3.30 on Friday and it goes until 7.30. The Brew Fest will be on the Dan O'Brien uh, Track and Field Complex uh, right in the hub of the homecoming festivities. There'll be local and regional beer, ciders, and seltzers available to taste. Oktoberfest-inspired food vendors and live music to enjoy. Vandals and Grizz fans, you don't want to miss this event. You can purchase your tickets at go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg. How about this, though? We got some free passes for you. So here's what I want you to do. You want to go to tap the keg on Friday night in Moscow. Maybe you're going over to watch the Grizz already. 3.30 to 7.30, you can go enjoy this great event. We have four passes for you this week. So text us right now, 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. Text us if you want to be entered in to win uh, a pass to the Tap the Keg event. Any and all texts will get you entered in. We'll decide the four winners by the uh, probably by Wednesday, so you can have a chance to to plan your evening and your weekend. But we appreciate uh, Marie Duncan and the uh, Idaho uh, Alumni Office. Uh, for reaching out to us and uh, and want to let everybody, I know that there's some maybe Idaho people listening to this, especially on the podcast, but most people listening to this are people in Montana and a great many, especially those listening on the radio in Western Montana, big Grizz people. So if you're going over to Moscow, you want to go to this event, visit go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg or text us right now, 406-888-1029. The NAU win was not as surprising to me over Weber State as maybe some people thought. NAU's looked way better since they uh, inserted Adam DeMonte, their true freshman quarterback, into the lineup. And Weber State, man, 
Maybe they can get back on track because they do have some talented players, but they, uh, to me, they have not looked good. Like, Weber State has not even close to been on par to that top tier in the uh, in the big sky. We've been talking about this, this sort of five teams that are for sure playoff teams and then a sixth maybe that's a fringe playoff team and then everybody else. To me, the, the group that's the, the fringe teams, UC Davis, maybe the Grizz, but the Grizz probably moved into that top five with their win on Saturday. Portland State and Northern Arizona, all those teams have looked better than Weber State. I mean, Weber State might be sitting there, and if we did power rankings right now, they might be ninth, 10th. I mean, they barely beat Northern Colorado. They needed multiple interceptions late to beat UNC, and UNC is certainly in that bottom tier with Cal Poly. I don't know. I mean, from what I've seen, Idaho State and Weber State might be pretty comparable at this exact moment given performance. So I was not surprised that NAU uh, laid it on Weber State, but a lot of people around the country uh, certainly were. More on the Big Sky a little later on. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I thought, though, the, the defining factor in the Grizz game was Montana made some adjustments, and they made it a lot easier on their quarterback, Clifton McDowell, and that produced a, a prolific offensive effort. They, they ran a lot more screen passes, and they definitely kept it simple in the pass game, but then that opened up a lot of the downfield passing stuff. And more than anything, though, the Grizz receivers just went out and made plays. I have touted the talent of the Grizz wide receiving core all season, all offseason into this season. And I thought that maybe those guys haven't had the opportunities they need. Well, look at the last two weeks. They've gotten them. Junior Bergen, over 100 yards against Idaho State. Keelan White and Aaron Fonts each had five catches, each 90-plus yards. Fonts scored two touchdowns. He's the Big Sky Cowards Player of the Week. White scored a, a touchdown. So those guys all playing really well. And I think Montana also saw that, well, and I think Clifton McDowell sees this. I think this breeds confidence within your team. You don't have to be perfect. Y- you just have to get it out there and let your guys make plays. Aaron Fonts' touchdown is a great example. McDowell was scrambling. He'd already broke a tackle. He'd already broken the pocket. He throws it up. And uh, Fonts makes a crazy diving, juggling catch. But that's what you got to do if you want to win on the road. And that's what exactly what Montana did. So I thought their adjustments offensively were great. I thought their adjustments defensively as well were great. They, they continued to bring pressure on the outside with their outside linebacker guys. But their inside guys, maybe not as much pressure up the middle. And then they were really, really good more than anything. Breaking on the football, breaking up passes in space, and tackling in space. I thought Braxton Hill, Ryan Tyrrell, Tyler Flink, Jace Klusiewicz, Jackson Lee all had great, and Nash Vouch as well, all had great one-on-one tackles in space that were impactful plays in this game. Here's Bobby Houck on his team's 31-23 win at UC Davis. Well, obviously we're excited. This was a this is a really big uh, win for us. That's a good Davis football team. They're a balanced, good team. They're well coached, and and for us to go take that win was uh, was awesome. Uh, was, what a fabulous effort, offense, defense, kicking game for our team. The kicking game exceptionally dominant. We'll get to that a little later on as well. Braxton Hill played really well as well. He is on his way to an all league season, I think, if he keeps up uh, how productive he has been, and. Uh, he had 10 tackles again on Saturday. Here's Braxton Hill on the road victory. Yeah, you know, super excited. Anytime you can go on the road against a really good team and, uh, you know, come away with a win, it's huge. And, you know, um, I feel like uh, UC Davis, um, their environment wasn't, I mean, wasn't as um, large as ours. So, you know, going on the road um, with your team and your guys, it's really just you. And I think we, uh, we really took that in this week and, uh, you know, played for one another. What was your perspective on that last defensive play, seeing Ryder get the fumble recovery? Just what did you see, and what was that moment like when he came up? I mean, I was just chasing over. Um, I just saw the ball was thrown, and then Ryder made a great play, and uh, we got on it, and um, I was relieved for sure. That moment when you win a tough game with a play like that, just, mm-hmm. can you even describe it as a player, especially just kind of getting a big win like that? Oh, no, it's it's awesome. I mean, like I said, you know, uh, you just get relieved, and then you just immediately want to go to the sideline and celebrate with your coaches and um, all the t- all my teammates and whatnot and you know we just I mean it's a team game and we play for one another so in a moment like that you know super excited for Ryder and the whole team's excited that was the the, uh, the defensive player of the game I highlighted all those guys with their great open field tackles and the adjustments that they made 
But at the end, UC Davis running the two-minute drill to get all the way down in the red zone, which, by the way, was their first and only trip into the red zone in the second half. And then on a little outside screen, Ryder Meyer makes a great play, gets his hand in the cookie jar, punches the ball out, the Grizz recover, and Montana wins 31-23 on Saturday uh, at UC Davis. Riley Corcoran and I, the voice of the Grizz, caught up a little uh, earlier today. Here's an excerpt from that conversation. You can find the whole thing at SkylineSportsMT.com a little later on this week. Riley Corcoran from the Big Sky Breakdown here on the Montana Football Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Are we time traveling? Is it August? It's like 75 degrees and sunny here on October 9th as we sit in the press box at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And uh, the Grizz back from the Sunshine State after a huge win. Actually, is it the Sunshine State? It's the Golden State. The Golden Florida's State. the Sunshine yeah. State. Hey, you're, you're only 3,000 yeah, miles off. Whatever. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown, talking all things Grizz football Montana. Dare I say, uh, a signature 31-23 win at UC Davis. It was certainly Montana's best regular season win in several years, probably since the, the rivalry game in Missoula in 2021. First time the Grizz have gone on the road and beat a ranked team in forever. And we'll see if UC Davis ends up with a winning record or not. But I can tell you straight up as a football analyst, that's a very talented UC Davis team that the Grizz just uh, beat. And uh, they did it in a completely surprising fashion. They changed a variety of things, which we'll get into all of that. But what would you think? How was your trip to California? It was great. I mean, just complete from start to finish. You go down there, it's sunny when you uh, wake up on a Saturday morning, go for a nice walk, enjoy the weather. A little bit of uh, tacos. You got to have a little bit of that in California. We had that for the pregame meal. But as far as the game itself, it was uh, a complete effort. And I, with you, was very curious of how the Grizz were going to respond on the road. It's been well chronicled by now. You know, the struggles they've had in trying to get that signature win. I would agree with you. The best regular season win since the rivalry game in 2021. Beating a team with a winning record. Beating a team with good pedigree. That it was on their homecoming. Ranked team. All of that. With a first team all-league quarterback. And I'm with you. The, the way the Grizz altered or just adjusted to their strengths was impressive to see. But not only that, Coulter, I think beyond the, the X's and the O's, the intangibles, they came out with fire. I mean, it was impressive, especially when you consider lifeless a little bit against Northern Arizona to come Certainly. back with that response. Um, it was encouraging to see. And this shows me that this team was ready for this stretch. They stubbed their toe against an NAU team that – might be better than people think. Definitely. Certain, certainly better than their zero I mean, and three on conference. But if NAU beats Portland State this week, they'd be three and one. And, and they the should sky. be four and zero. Oh. I mean, right. with the one point loss to Sacramento State, so everything is becoming a little bit clearer. I know we love to overreact in the month of September, oh, yeah. but here we go in October. You're starting to get to the meat of the schedule. Cream's rising to the top, and all is well at least for now here in Missoula. But but the Grizz certainly put together their best performance of the season. It was encouraging to see. I thought that you know we talked last week about. The skill and talent of quarterbacks certainly being impactful in the, the success of a team, but also just the confidence that a team has in its quarterback. And it seemed like the Grizz just had as a collective group more confidence in Clifton McDowell, even if Sam Bidlack is the more sort of traditional type of thrower. McDowell, though, now is 3-0 and as the Grizzlies starting quarterback. And, uh, you know, for for all of the, the uh, dings you can give him in terms of him being a little bit limited in certain areas, he gets it done in a lot of different ways. And the thing that I was so impressed with offensively for the Grizz is they catered to his skill set. UC Davis ran an eight- and nine-man box the entire game. The Grizz also were completely prepared for that and had – I mean, they've run a, screens a little bit this year with McDowell, but they their screen game has been almost exclusively with their receivers, not their running backs. They did that a ton on Saturday. That was huge, and then all of a sudden – that's where the down-the-field stuff with Keelan White, Aaron Fonts, and all those guys um, really pay off. So I thought the adjustments into the screen game and also the fact that UC Davis was dead set on two things. One, stopping the run between the tackles. Two, not letting Junior Bergen kill him. Hey, take what the defense gives you. Boom. We get out in the screen game, get out on the edge, put McDowell out on the edge, and I thought the Grizz uh, looked 
so much better because they actually had a, a, an identity and a plan offensively that worked for their quarterback skill set. A lot to unpack from that, and I'm with you. Being Clifton McDowell impressed me in waves. There were two things to me, just two, uh, two aspects of his overall game that were eye-opening. And number one was his pocket presence and pocket awareness. There, there were times where maybe the pocket was collapsing a little bit and he stood in there and made a throw. That's part one. Part two is right away recognizing that if he moves the pocket, you have to make the defense decide, right? They can't just sit back. And I thought that that was huge, especially in all of their touchdowns. The circus catch by Aaron Fonts was incredible to see. Maybe a couple times where McDowell was not quite on target. The wide receivers made up for that. Um, and then the first touchdown of the game to Keelan White. I mean, good awareness that White just slipped back through, I think, a zone look from UC Davis. And uh, he was wide open. It, it, was, it was fun to see, especially with Clifton McDowell getting the keys to the car. And it felt yeah. like for the first time, Coulter, and not to, I mean, we didn't really know what the quarterback split was going to be going into the contest, but that really felt like for the first time, no one was looking over their left shoulder and right shoulder. And I know that maybe through the, the month of September, you had to feel it out with a couple of guys and see, you know, in-game, anything can happen per series. But not only that, the Bobby Houck stuck with Clifton McDowell after yep. the fumble. We know he's got a, a short leash sometimes after that. Goes to, to show me a little bit part of the bigger picture. They're committing to this guy, and they built the game plan around him. And I think moving forward... To prove that, hey, if you're going to load the box, McDowell still can throw. Yes. That's going to be massive moving forward. Well, that's the other thing is he did have some off-target throws, and the receivers made plays. That's why you got those guys. I mean, Aaron Foss is one of the most talented players in the league. It was it was a joy to see him get loose. It was so funny. His post games were so funny because he was just so stoked. He didn't even know what to say. He's just he's just like man. I'm just having the greatest time. Uh, and so it was fun seeing him have playing fun. close to home too, Oxnard, yep. California. So a yep. little bit of a homecoming. A lot of fans, uh, a lot of family and friends there. Montana football hour. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, chiming in here on the Montana football hour. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's. You want a free $50 gift card to Dazzler's? Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. We got 50 bucks for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. Call right now, 406-888-1029. More, including three big things about the Grizz win. Right after this, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio. It's a Montana football hour. Let's do three big things about the Grizz. First of all, number one, I thought Montana made the necessary adjustments offensively. Two things, to make it easier on their quarterback, Clifton McDowell. They were throwing a lot of screen passes and some pretty simple stuff. But that gets your playmakers the ball in space. That's what I've been screaming and yelling about, How that what they need to do for the, the first four or five games of the year. Well, then they did it. And that then opened up other stuff. And all of a sudden, Clifton McDowell throws three touchdowns in the first half. He throws for 243 yards. And the Grizz look great offensively in their 31-23 win uh, over UC Davis. Here's Bobby Houck on the offensive adjustments. 
you know, 31 points was uh, was good and certainly enough to win tonight. Um, I thought we had some good drives. I thought we threw the ball uh, well. I, I thought that our receivers were uh, getting open and winning in the in the man coverage, which is it's, it's was the best it's been this year. Cliff looked like he was just in more rhythm than he's been. Is that how much of that is just reps? How much of that is just time? Like you know what? What do you uh, account that to? Well, I think the protection was pretty good uh, for the most part tonight. Um, and he, you know, he looked comfortable because of that. Um, I think that uh, Coach Pease had some good stuff for him that he liked. So it's probably a combination of those two things. Getting those crossers um, covered up a little bit. So I was, I was curious. I was like, man, I wonder what kind of adjustment. And then you went to the pitch play, which you hadn't shown all game long touchdown what do you think of the the timing of that and was that something that was kind of set up yeah they well they were ganging up you know they're they're playing kind of nine in on us and uh you know you can stop the run but if if you get creased then it's out the gate for a long one and you know we experienced that our, ourselves in the fourth quarter in north in north dakota at north dakota state last year so they were banking on uh getting it down and we just uh we're persistent with it good by our guys getting that long run Bobby Alcott, the offensive adjustments the long run he's referring to, was one of two fourth-quarter daggers. Eli Gilman ripped off an 85-yard touchdown run to make the gap 31-20, to and then Ryder Meyer with the late fumble, the late forced fumble and fumble recovery to seal Montana's 31-23 win. New Orleans Now ESPN Radio, the Montana Football Hour, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Aaron Fonts, the Big Sky Player of the Week, after scoring two touchdowns among his five catches and 99 yards, a career day for the Grizz Jr. Here's a couple of thoughts from Fonts on Montana's offensive outing at UC Davis. Uh, it feels good knowing, you know, came back. You know, NAU was a rough one. You know, one, one in six, I think, on the road. So, you know, winning this game, you know, means a lot to us and the team. Back-to-back wins, especially one on the road in conference play. What, what can this do for you guys confidence-wise heading forward? Uh, just kind of like, you know, knowing that, you know, if we just believe in ourselves, the process that we do every week, you know, we're going to, you know, we could, we could score, you know, we get get the drive going, we, you know, turn up defense. So I feel like, you know, that plays a big role. We know the explosive plays you can make. Uh, how did it feel to, to make a few of those today? And it felt good, man. Sure, I just, you know, I'm trying to help the team, you know. I'm just trying to get better as a, you know, personally, I'm just trying to get better, you know, just help the team. What the the touchdown where you kind of caught it when the ball was juggled on your back, like walk us through that one. Uh, Sure, man. I, I was supposed to be a back line throw, and I kind of had to scramble. And when Cliff threw it, I knew I just had to dive at it. And I tried to get one hand, and I was looking at it the whole way and noticed that it was still up. And so, I, you know, I just kind of caught it, curled in. You know, I just, you know, the emotions took over after that. Aaron Potts, the Big Sky Player of the Week here on Nuanas Now on the Montana Football Hour. Second big thing about the Grizz, I also thought they made some nice tweaks defensively. I think that they adjusted some stuff in coverage. They were bringing a lot of pressure off the edge, but maybe a little bit less pressure with their inside linebackers. And I think that lets their inside guys like Braxton Hill, Ryan Tyrrell, Tyler Flink, those guys can roam around then, and they they all run well, and they all tackle exceptionally well in space. Montana defensively was great in the second half, allowed only three points to an explosive UC Davis offense, kept everything in front of them. And at the end of the game, when Ryder Meyer punched the ball out, that sealed the victory for Montana Here's Bobby Houck on the defensive adjustments for the Grizz. Well, there's two things we did, Frank. One is when we were, were in man, we covered better. Um, and then we gave him some different zone looks, and he didn't handle it all the time. Sometimes he got it, sometimes he didn't. But uh, we gave him some zone looks that he, that he didn't know pre-snap, which was advantageous for us. And then, you know, we're a really, really, really good tackling football team. And... Uh, you know, we missed a couple in the first half, but we tackled really well. You got guys like Braxton and Levi making big stops to get those three and outs on the tackling. I mean, what you think of just those guys kind of stepping up, <coughs> making big plays? Like, they're not flashy plays, but they're just getting guys down. Well, the second, you know, they had a they had a kind of a tackle-pull power play dart that uh, gave us a little problem in the first half, and we got that kind of fit up. And then they, they were having a hard time running the ball the second half, and... The intermediate routes, we were we were giving him some zone stuff where he couldn't put it where he wanted it, and so uh, you know we were winning the early downs. We were actually talking a lot at the end to watch for the screen because in the mixed downs we kind of had him dialed up. There you go, Bobby Houck. 
Those are three big things about the Grizz after their 31-23 win over UC Davis. My third big thing was the wide receivers making plays, and that sort of goes into exactly what we just talked about. But I thought I think Keelan White, Aaron Fonts, Junior Bergen all playing really well. It was pretty uh, evident that UC Davis didn't want Junior Bergen to kill him, especially on the perimeter. They had a lot of focus on him, and so he sort of had the, the limited catches. But those other guys, especially White and Fonts, they made great plays, and uh, that helped lift the Grizz to a crucial victory. Three big things about the Cats. I was going to play some sound from Brent Vegan's press conference today about the bye, but I want to stay on track here. And, you know, I mean, he said all the normal stuff. He liked the timing of the bye. Last year's last, last year's bye for MSU didn't come until week nine. This week, you know, being after the Cats have played uh, six games and, uh, you know, they're off to this good start. I think it's as ideal as you can get, but I think that the league did a good job of making sure everybody has their buys the first three weeks of October. So the Cats... And about five other teams in the league had buys last week. Four more teams will have buys this week. And then the Grizz and one other team will have buys the week of October 21st. That's the the the, the Saturday of that week is October 21st. So I think good job by the league for, for getting those in. Uh, but I do think that, you know, Montana State has this body of work now. They've, they've beaten all the teams they're supposed to beat. They lost to South Dakota State, but they performed really well there. And certainly... You know, lost opportunities. You could be kicking yourself for, for not sealing the deal there. But they, they haven't let that linger, and they've looked great the last several weeks. They went into the bye with a nice win over uh, Portland State. Now they got Cal Poly, and then it really begins. They go to Sac State. They go to Idaho. They got Eastern Washington coming to town, and they got to go to Montana. So certainly plenty of challenges ahead for Montana State. But I, I think the buy comes at a, a perfect time. So that was my first big thing about the Cats. My second big thing, the depth chart came out today, and guess what? Tommy Mallott is back on top at the quarterback spot. He's listed with an oar with Sean Chambers, so the eternal debate continues. Chambers has been so good with Mallott out, not just this year, but each of the last two years. Mallott, though, is one of the best players in the league. So how do you balance it? I think they're each better when they're not sharing time with the other one, when each can be the guy, I think they're each better. But having both of them makes defense's head spin. Here's Brett Vegan addressing the potential, at least, return of Tommy Mallott. Slayton is or I think he's 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 going to be available. You know what what and how that looks like. I think will be a continued work in progress for this week. Um, he has made you know considerable progress just moving around, but uh, you know getting the go ahead to move around and, and the conditioning aspect. Um, you know I think that's something. To be, there's something to be said for that because Tommy Mallott is a highly tuned uh, athlete when he's when he's healthy and, and getting him kind of back to that uh, that place you know as you know when you're immobile for a couple weeks um, you know that's that's the progress I guess we're continuing to make but definitely available at this point interesting uh, we'll see how that all works out in terms of the uh, the game planning I've talked frequently about the the focus and the drive of this Montana State football team they seem to share that across the roster. So I asked Brent Vegan about that exact dynamic earlier today. My third big thing is that this Cat team certainly is focused. They got a trap game on Saturday, but I, I, they, they ripped Cal Poly to shreds last year. I think part of that's just talent deficit or just talent gap. And also part of that is just that the way that Montana State presses the edges and they run their outside zone stuff, Cal Poly's defense just really doesn't have an adjustment for it. And... Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Cal Poly comes in with schematic tweaks for sure because they can't just give up 72 like they did last year. But then you are into the meat of your season. You got everything in front of you for the Bobcats. Here's Brent Vegan. Last one for me. What, what have you thought of just the collective focus of your group so far? It, it seems when I talk to them, they're very focused. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they know what they want. And at the same time, we're living in the moment. I, I think there's such a key component there. Um, you get too far ahead of yourself with anything, you're going to get it sidetracked. Um, our guys have really been able to, to to live in the moment. We obviously talk about it a lot, but more just them demonstrating that on a daily basis. And, you know, being able to go out there um, on a Tuesday last week and bye week and really practice hard and then follow it up with a Wednesday. And, you know, I think that's, that's a sign you're looking for. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, they understand every day matters, every rep matters in practice. Um, 
you know, and I think we got a big enough group of experienced guys that have been through quite a bit that, you know, they, they see a younger guy that, that maybe isn't quite following suit. And I don't have to have this a lot, but they're not afraid to make sure that's straightened out. Um, so it's not just the coaches preaching that. So, you know, I think our, our, our group of leaders, um, they are, they're living, you know, in the, in the moment they're demonstrating the way it's supposed to be done and um, have, have continued that all through the calendar year, really. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. This didn't just start when we got to the, the, the football season. This goes back to this existence, I guess, goes back to January. Great advice to all of us to live in the moment and enjoy it. There you go. Three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats here on the Montana Football Hour. It's probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. We'll take a look at the rest of the big sky, both the weekend that was and the weekend that will be. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Radio Missoula. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is the Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash has a sweet app. You can track what you got left on your gift cards or, or your, your charge cards. You can also upload uh, various ways to pay for the car washes. You can put your unlimited packages on there as well. Go download that Dazzler's Car Wash app. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Here's your Big Sky slate for this upcoming weekend. Sac State is at Northern Colorado. Portland State at Northern Arizona. That's a it's an intriguing game, actually. I think both these teams have looked pretty good. And uh, I don't know, that, that could be one. It's a make-or-break game for either of those uh, teams. Eastern Washington is at Idaho State. Cal Poly at Montana State. UC Davis at Weber State. And uh, then Montana is at Idaho, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time kickoff, 7.30 Pacific Time there from the Kibbe Dome. It'll be on ESPN2. So certainly uh, the battle for the Little Brown Stein going to be uh, a sweet one. Let's hear just a couple more minutes from our guy, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, previewing this Idaho matchup on Saturday. Offensively, the Grizz are going to be fine against Idaho, both because what they do is just, I mean, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think it's fine, and I think that Idaho is just fine on defense, not elite. It's completely the other side of the ball. If they want to run this stuff where they're just going to let, you know, bend but don't break, tackle well in open space, that's all great and fine and dandy. And UC Davis had good skill players, but they're not Hayden Hatton and Jermaine Jackson and Anthony Woods. That's the best offensive trio in the league, and they also have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Giovanni McCoy as well. So that's going to be the key to me. The Grizz blitzed McCoy as much as they blitzed any quarterback in the whole country over the last several years last year. And McCoy got hit and took it and diced them. They're not going to do that this week, I don't think. But can he tackle those playmakers in open space? That's going to be the key to this game for me. And having patience with the style that Idaho wants to run, right? They have scored first in all six of their games. And, yes, it's it's obnoxious to fans on the other side of how they bleed the clock, but it's so advantageous to their style, right? Their strength is on offense. They are okay on defense. They have the best pass defense in the league, but I think you'd be silly to say their strength is defensively. Their strength is offensively, and and they want to keep them on the field as much as possible. That just makes sense. That's just simple simple math, right? But looking at what Montana's defense has to do to stay patient through these long drives and to – I hate saying it, but stay pretty perfect. I mean, right? Sure. You miss you miss a tackle that that's a drive breaker against somebody a, a team like Idaho. And I'm really, really curious to see the matchup of the Grizzlies secondary. Not only the corners, but the safeties. How yep. are those five in the back going to work in tandem yep. against the best wide receiving duo and best wide receiving trio with Therese Trainer? I sure. would say in the Big Sky Conference, McCoy was good. Hastings was good. McCoy, I think, is a different level. And Anthony Woods, I mean, over 200 yards a game on the ground. Don't forget about Romano. I think that he plays a huge role. It, it's just, to me, putting together the two deep for Idaho, it goes to show you how solid they are. There's no pomp and circumstance, man. They've got three wide receivers, two running backs, and a quarterback. And it's going to be those six guys, and they, they're not trying to pull any secrets out. you got to try and stop them, because collectively those are the six best in the league at their spots. The keys to this? I mean, this is going to be a fascinating deal, because to me the 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 key to Idaho's sustained success this year is handling the hype. And now, here comes the hype. You're number three in the country. You got your oldest rival coming to town. 
They're not licking their wounds anymore. They're coming off their biggest win of the season. It's Moscow at night, under the lights, inside the dome. ESPN2 is there. The Grizz get almost numb to it because there's 15 media people ready to do interviews every single week. It doesn't matter if they're playing Cal Poly or Idaho. Idaho, I mean, I, I already sent my two-page long email request to, you know, because we want this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, that guy. You know, we're going to have multiple podcasts about this, and th- there's a bunch of hype behind it. Idaho's got a lot of swagger. Can they handle the hype, though? That's what I'm. That's such an interesting dynamic coming into this game. And not only handle the hype, handle the hype as a favorite. Because last year right. when Idaho came in here, they yes. were a, they were an underdog, and that this and was sitting on the clock. They onside kick to start the second half. They, they pulled out all the stops, right? Yeah. Now you're going to be a favorite, and dare I say, maybe a double digit favorite going into this game. Wow. It'll be fascinating to see what what it comes out at. But being able to handle all that and the Grizz. Coulter, they've enjoyed playing the us against the the world mentality and, dare I say, an underdog mentality. The Grizz have embraced that the last couple of weeks, and they really rallied together behind it last week. They were an underdog. They they felt like it, and they they played inspired. And uh, handling the hype around this game, especially as the favorite target on your back, with Idaho, they've played really well on the road. And it's crazy to me that five of their first six games were on the road, and now you got all of it. A sellout in the dome. Everything Idaho's been working towards. This is what college football is all about, though. And two teams that, yeah, there was one hiccup for the Grizz in September. But, man, when this schedule when the schedule came out and this game was circled, if you would have told me, hey, you're going to have 5-1 and one against 5-1, and one, both teams in the top 15, top 10, depending on what poll you look at, it's living up to the hype. It's going to be a blast Saturday night. And really, the buildup for us all week to get ready for this matchup. And uh, certainly both teams, top half of the big sky. Top half would be an understatement. Stein, Saturday in Moscow. Number 16, Montana. At number 3, Idaho. Even just a couple years ago, who would have thought that this would be, well, I, I guess it's not that crazy. It's a top 20 matchup. Who would have thought Idaho would be the third-ranked team and Montana would be 16th? But we'll see. See what the uh, the Vandals can do. If you're making the trip to Moscow, it's homecoming that weekend. It's also homecoming in Pullman as well. So probably going to be kind of crazy over there on the Palouse. But the University of Idaho is hosting the second-ever Tap the Keg Brewfest. It's Friday night, 3.30 to 7.30 at the Dan O'Brien Track and Field Complex, which is right in the hub of the homecoming festivities. Local, regional, beer, and cider, and seltzers will all be available to taste Oktoberfest-inspired food vendors and music to enjoy. Vandals and Grizz fans are invited. You don't want to miss this event. You can purchase your tickets. Go uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg, or you can text us. We're going to give four lucky people passes to this. So keep the text coming in, 406-888-1029. That's 888 888- one zero two nine. Tap the keg Friday night in Moscow. Four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. That's the Montana Football Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Why can't people accept that Brock Purdy is legit? We shall discuss that plus much, much more. Progression, regression, and everything in between. All NFL, all the time. Next. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty on the other side. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 